come back to Sildet, but for this season, we're not just going to appreciate pieces of literature or talk about literature in general, but we're also going to be talking about creative writing. So sit back, relax, and welcome yourself into the world of creative writing with Sildet, the Writing Lab. talking about fiction as a literary genre, defining what it is, describing its form, and looking into some of its genres. But what is it that makes up fiction, you ask? What are the ingredients of fiction and how do these ingredients contribute to the art and craft of writing fiction? Any work of fiction is always about someone. To depict life in different perspectives, capture the essence of his narrative, and convey meaning, a writer needs to project this into imagined individuals who possess human characteristics and a combination of attitudes and behavior that make them seem realistic and relatable on many levels. These imagined individuals are what we refer to as characters. Characters are any individual that bears life and meaning in the story. It could be a human person, an animal just like in fables, an alien, even an object just like in Beauty and the Beast where some house furniture and kitchen utensils are given life. Aside from the human attributes, it is also important that a character possesses motivation or a drive that pushes him or her forward. This motivation explains to the readers why a character does what he does and why he behaves in a particular way. This motivation also collides with the character's struggle in the narrative and thus supports his intents and decisions. However, a writer must see to it that the character's portrayal is loyal to his motivation and personality and that there is a consistency to it. In the event that the character does something out of his personality or motivation, the reader automatically expects that there's a reason behind that or probably a twist coming the way. Characters in a story are also labeled differently depending on their significance in the narrative. All works of fiction would always have a hero or a protagonist with whom the whole story revolves around. According to Masterclass, a protagonist is the character who drives the plot, pursues the main goal of the story, and usually changes or grows over the course of the story. They are often portrayed as complex, and the readers follow their life struggle and journey in facing and fixing their problem. The terms hero or heroine are traditional terms usually used to depict a character embodying almost perfect human attributes making them bigger than life. This was because in the earlier times, heroes are often seen as models. The term protagonist though has been more popularly known as it's a more neutral term. Also, the lead or the main characters of fiction now are more diverse and do not only portray the good qualities. The character who always opposes the protagonist is the antagonist. He or she could be the protagonist's nemesis or enemy, 
an opponent who would do anything so that the protagonist would not achieve his or her goal. Or it could also be a foil character, which means that his characteristics are totally the opposite of their protagonists. This is why the antagonist is often referred to as the bad guy. Another term used to refer to this character is the word villain. Works of fiction also have major or main characters. These characters are also more complex and relatable and their lives are greatly impacted with the turn of events and the plot. Now, don't be confused, but the main characters are not necessarily the protagonist. However, the protagonist is a main character. The term main character therefore is an umbrella term. That also means that there could be two or more main characters in a narrative. Let me use the popular K-drama Descendants of the Sun as a reference, which I think most of you guys are familiar with. The story revolves around the four main characters, Big Boss Yu Shijin, the Doctor Kang Moyon, the Doctor Soldier Yoon Myungju, and the Soldier Saw Desong. All these main characters' uh, lives are entangled in each other's as they are caught in the midst of the same conflict. However, the protagonists in the story are Kang Moyon and Yu Shijin as the story mainly revolves around their love story. Confidence or the protagonist's best friend could also be a main character. For example, in Harry Potter, Harry is obviously our protagonist and his friends Hermione and Ron are also main characters. Even antagonists could also be a main character. For instance, Padre Damaso in Nolimitangere is also a main character amidst being one of the evil characters, making him the main antagonist. There are also minor characters in the story. Although these characters are not the central focus of the story and are portrayed in a less complex way, they are still significant in the course of the narrative. They add layers to the plot and to the depth of the main characters. Characters could also be classified depending on the portrayal of their characteristics and behavior. Some characters are classified as dynamic characters or those who show changes over the course of the story. Others are depicted as static characters who don't show any progress or change in the story at all. Static characters are usually minor characters and there was no significant changes shown in the story as the rules and the narrative do not need so. Round characters on the other hand are those who are portrayed in a complex and multi-dimensional manner. It means these characters are flushed out and their many traits are manifested in the story, thus making them more believable. Flat characters, in contrast, only depict one trait all throughout the story. They are also usually stereotyped or stock characters, meaning they are only portrayed in a one-dimensional way. Oftentimes, main characters are round characters and minor characters are flat. Another important element of fiction is setting. In the simplest sense, setting is the place and the time where the story occurs. One should take note though that the setting is more than just the time and the locale of the story. 
A big portion of the story's reliability depends on its setting, as you need to bring the audience into the place where the story is set. The setting also is a factor that determines the atmosphere of the narrative. Likewise, the characters and their behaviors and attitude must also align with the setting you have put them into. Therefore, as a writer, it is your responsibility to write the setting as vividly as the narrative demands it to be. Your goal is to transport the readers into where the story happens and make them see and feel how it's like to be trapped in such an environment. In order to do so, the writer should effectively consider the following dimensions in describing the setting. Physical environment, sociological environment, and psychological environment. When we talk about the physical environment, this refers to the physical or superficial aspect of the setting. Everything that the characters see, shapes, colors, textures, natural features, landscapes, designs, and the like. Sociological environment, on the other hand, refers to the cultural, economic, and political attributes of a place and its inhabitants. The setting of a story is also its own society, and therefore, its people have their own sets of rules, rights, responsibilities, norms, morals, values, beliefs, and ideas that make up their community. And just like a real society, these beliefs, principles, and ideas hone the people to the way that they are, reflecting on their behaviors and personality. The sociological aspect of the environment makes the characters more realistic and reliable and relatable, and thus gives more depth to the story. Moreover, the psychological environment refers to the personality of the setting the kind of vibe the locale gives off. For example, notice how in horror films, we tend to easily feel the aura of mystery and fear just by looking at the surroundings. Plot is the core of any story and because of this, it is very important. The plot is the movement of the narrative. It shows us the beginning, middle, and end by narrating and showing to us readers the events that constitute the story from the start until its end. These developments are further illustrated under and understood as you imagine climbing a mountain or drawing a pyramid. The lowest layer is what we refer to as exposition. It is the start of the plot where the writer formally starts the story by introducing the characters and the setting. Typically, the writer starts the story by drawing the readers into an action that would later on develop the conflict. Others also just introduce the characters and set the locale in order to give depth right away to the people involved in the narrative. Some also start their stories in the middle or in the middle a literary device which is also known as in medias res the way the story starts totally depends on the style of the writer and on the way in which he thinks the story should start rising action comes after the exposition this is a time in the plot where things and events become more complicated for the characters this is the part where the audience is usually introduced to the conflict the problem in the story, 
the struggle of the character which moves the narrative into the action. Once the conflict has been set and the characters find themselves encapsulated into this mess, things usually get more heated up, resulting in a more intense crisis. This point in the plot is what we call as the climax. Climax is typically described as the most exciting part of the narrative as this either makes or breaks it for our main character. For example, this might be the part where our main characters collide into a heated discussion and reveal their innermost feelings to each other. The climax then leads into the reversal or what is commonly known as the falling action. Another term for the falling action is a denoma, which is usually the result of what transpired in the climax. In reference to the above example, our characters have had a heated argument which marked the climax of the story. And as a result of that outpouring of emotions, the characters realized something from their confrontation about their personality, the root of their conflict, and how they treat each other. This realization or epiphany that has happened in the falling action then now leads into the resolution or the ending. Now, the ending could be a closed ending that ties everything up or an open-ended resolution where the readers are free to interpret the ending on their own. As detailed a while ago, conflict refers to the problems and struggles met by the characters over the course of the story which they need to solve. The conflict is an integral element of fiction as it spices things up and hooks the readers into reading the whole narrative. A narrative may contain either an external or internal conflicts or maybe both if the story is more complex than usual. Internal conflict happens or refers to the conflict that arises within the character himself. More specifically, this internal conflict is called man versus himself, where the character experiences a struggle within his nature. For example, the character is faced to decide whether to go abroad or stay. If he stays, he gets to be with his girlfriend who is having a hard time and needs his support, but that would mean that he'd sacrifice the opportunity given to him to retrieve and save his family's failing company by going abroad and establishing a partnership with potential investors. As opposed to internal conflict, external conflicts refer to the types of conflict wherein the character struggles because of a force in his surroundings. Man versus nature is a type of external conflict where the character is up against natural forces. For example, the character is caught in a storm and whatever happens after that struggle is a result of the character's attempt to fight with this natural phenomenon. Man versus society is a conflict that happens when the character is up against a man-made institution such as the family, church, government, and the likes. It could be because of differing ideologies or destruction of a shackling norm. Man versus man, on the other hand, is probably the most common conflict there is in a work of fiction. Typically, this is the kind of conflict that occurs between the protagonist and the antagonist. Another is man versus destiny, which happens when the character struggles against god or gods or against a force that's not seen by the naked eyes. 
This is a type of conflict that makes the character suffer no matter what actions or decision he chooses. Mainly because everything he does is controlled by fate. One of the most popular examples of this conflict is the epic Oedipurex where the main character was prophesized to kill his father and marry his own mother. Which eventually happened even when his father, the king, upon knowing the prophecy, banished him right when he was born. The boy survived and grew into a man, took his journey, and along the way met the king, his father. They got into a fight which eventually killed the latter. He continued on his journey and ended up marrying the queen, his mother. Now, this kind of conflict is either an internal or external conflict depending on how the writer sets up the events and the narrative. Point of view is also an essential ingredient of fiction. This refers to the matter in which a story is narrated. Who is telling the story? That is a question that you need to ask when dealing with point of view. If the story is narrated by the character or the characters themselves, whether that's the protagonist or any character in the story, it is told in a first-person point of view. This point of view uses personal pronouns like I, my, we, and the likes in generation. It is also often subjective and does not give the audience a general, more wider perspective of the story as it's limited only to the knowledge, thoughts, and feelings and beliefs of the character narrating. Unless, of course, the story is narrated through the fleeting of the character's point of views. For example, chapter 1 will be told by character A and chapter 2 will be from character B. Modern or contemporary works of fiction are increasingly being told in the first-person point of view such as dystopian-themed The Hunger Games and Divergent series, respectively. The story could also be told in a more objective manner. This is through the third-person point of view. A third-person omniscient point of view is a view told by an all-knowing and all-seeing narrator, almost like a god as he sees everything that the characters go through. Their thoughts, feelings, motives, intentions, beliefs, everything. Now, it just depends on the narrator and what information he'll share with the audience. Take note that this narrator is not a part of the story but an outside observer. This also isn't technically the author, but a device used by the author to narrate the story. Furthermore, third-person point of view could also sometimes be limited. Third-person limited is basically the same with the omniscient point of view. The only difference is that the narrator solely focuses into a specific character in the story, usually the protagonist. The narrator reveals the thoughts, feelings, intentions, motivations, and events happening around the central character of the story. Theme is another element that constitutes a work of fiction. Usually, when we talk about theme, one would perceive it as the central idea where the story revolves around. It's usually an abstract idea. Love, family, humanity, time, and the others. From this central and abstract idea, 
readers can formulate an understanding of the message the writer or the story itself wants to communicate. Understanding the theme also meant understanding what the piece is about. Oftentimes, the theme is already obvious. However, understanding the theme could also be tricky for others as we do have different interpretations of our work. In order to understand the theme fully, one should look at the work's dramatic issue or the issue in which the conflict centers. For example, the conflict centers on a family issue that has not been resolved throughout the years and has deeply wounded the family members. The situation to this dramatic issue results in the reader's realization of a moral. Literature is an agent used to teach lessons, especially in the olden times. Even up until now, a work of fiction is still expected to impart a lesson, the message or the commentary the author wants to impart. In the above given example, the reader might imbibe the lesson that family is everything and issues within the family should be resolved quickly. Another thing to look at in understanding theme is insight. Insight, according to Aguila et al., is the capacity to gain an accurate and deep intuitive understanding of a person or a thing. Therefore, Understanding a work of fiction not only makes his readers formulate reactions, realizations, and lessons, but an insight or a deep understanding of the work's message.